Welcome to Digging In with Missouri Farm Bureau. I'm Eric Bowl, Director of Public Affairs. At our recent annual meeting at the beginning of December, Garrett Hawkins, the organization's president, gave the presidential address to the membership during our Monday morning session. We uh, are going to bring that to you today in a special edition of our podcast. Garrett covered his first year in office, what all went well, and uh, what the challenges are ahead for the upcoming year in the legislative session, and a little bit about his overall vision for the future of the organization. We hope you enjoy. This time is my pleasure to introduce uh, President of Missouri Farm Bureau, uh, Mr. Garrett Hawkins. Uh, if you please help me give him a warm welcome uh, as he comes to the stage. Last week, 
Jennifer was uh, down in southern Missouri finding a replacement role for us because in the first week of reading season, one of our roles tore ACL and was done. So Jennifer wears many hats. She's got a good eye for livestock. Also with us are our three children, Adeline, Colton, and Tate. A number of you have held one or more of, or all of them at some point in their lives, and they could be more excited to be back at Tantara. And beside them are my parents, Jimmy and Anita, who have been with me my entire Farm Bureau journey, starting with the Collegiate Farm Bureau and the Ambassador Contest right here so many years ago. And then beside them are our niece and nephew, Nate and Katie Bloss, who are up-and-coming members in Calgary County Farm Bureau. In my first year on the job, I spent a lot of time listening and asking questions, just as I said I would do. I started from a position of appreciation for my predecessors, Blake Hurst and Charlie Cruz, the two, the two leaders whom I have had the chance to work with throughout my adult life, and obviously our state board of directors. I also start from a point of appreciation for the talented team of professional staff that we have and the resilience that they have shown during unprecedented times. In 2020, we weathered two historic storms and managed through a global pandemic that disrupted life as we know it. Our team was nimble and adapted to ever-changing conditions as we protected our employees and members while providing the service for which Farm Bureau is known. We could not be more proud of our team for the job that they have done. As we continue to navigate and lead out of this pandemic, we have seen the Biden administration overstep its bounds in the form of vaccine mandates on federal employees and federal contractors, healthcare workers, and yes, private employers with 100 or more employees. <coughs> Attorney General Schmidt is leading the fight in federal court to challenge the federal government's overreach, and I'm proud to share that we, too, are pushing back to defend the rights of our employees. Our board of directors, together, we made the decision to stand shoulder to shoulder with MFA Inc., MFA Oil, and Doyle Manufacturing because standing up is the right thing to do. Employee health and safety has always been and continues to be our highest priority. But we don't need the federal government reaching into our businesses with more regulatory red tape and dictating the personal health decisions that should remain between our employees and their physicians. Caring for our employees is a responsibility that I shoulder. Many of you have heard me say, taking care of those who take care of you uh, is what I feel. Every day I feel that responsibility to ensure we continue to have a talented, dedicated workforce to serve your needs and the needs of our 143,000 plus member families. Speaking of talent, Blake Robbins joined our team in May as our Chief Administrative Officer. He brings a ton of experience, tremendous industry knowledge, and a vast network of relationships having served as U.S. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue's Deputy Chief of Staff. Blake and Jana Oliver, our CFO, make a good team. 
Blake and his wife, Brittany, welcomed their firstborn, John William, or J.W., uh, in July, and have made Ashland their home. At year end, longtime members, team members, Mike Wallace and Leslie Holloway, will retire. Both are known for their leadership and dedication to Farm Bureau. Each has earned the respect of their colleagues and members alike, and we look forward to recognizing them yet this morning with our organization's highest honor. During our search for a new director of the Life Company, our own Joel Shore, supervisor of Life Underwriting, emerged as well-equipped to take the reins. Another familiar face, Nick Schollmeyer, is adding brokerage to his companies of responsibility. In August, we welcome Matthew Ondroff as our Director of Sales. He brings extensive insurance industry experience and is enthusiastic about helping Farm Bureau insurance gain new heights. Within the Federation, I'm excited to announce Dan Ingeman and Emily Leroy will be joining our team in the new year. Many of you know these individuals. Dan has extensive state and federal policy experience and will hit the ground running as our Director of Regulatory Affairs. Emily will serve as a Senior Advisor, helping with policy analysis, strategy, and project management. These two have hearts for Farm Bureau, and I am thrilled that they are joining our team. One of the strategic initiatives we've been working on is taking a back-to-the-basics approach to management, starting with how we engage our employees. We conducted our first ever employee engagement survey in July to assess the overall health of Farm Bureau. Why? Because we need to measure and manage organizational health with the same intensity as we do performance. Now keep in mind, we measure financial performance every day to make sure that we are in a sound position to make good on the promises that we have made and that we continue to grow. That's reflected in part by 34 years of consecutive membership growth. Making good on our promises and continuing to grow hinges on having the best people on the team to serve you. So for the first time, as a result of the survey, we have a baseline as to where we are today as we emerge out of the pandemic and navigate what is a very challenging labor market. One of the notable takeaways is that our employees are incredibly proud to serve Farm Bureau members and are more than willing to recommend our products and services to their family and friends. The survey has also helped us identify opportunities for improvement, beginning with open and honest two-way communication. We are on a path of continuous improvement to ensure we create an environment that attracts the best and brightest candidates looking for not just a job, but an organization that has career potential. We've opened approximately 23 new offices since 2015. These new locations have improved our insurance footprint and supported our easy-to-do-business approach. We've also grown our licensed producer workforce over the last five years in an attempt to prepare for pending retirements. To date, 77 of our best producers have chosen to make the move to agency sales manager. This has allowed our people to continue to grow and prosper as entrepreneurs 
while providing the customer service our policyholders know as the Farm Bureau way. The past three years, we've made a concerted effort to annually increase CSR compensation and maintain our gap ahead of minimum wage, all while providing our benefits package of health, 401k match, and a defined benefit pension plan. I share these updates because you, our members and policyholders, are the owners of Farm Bureau's family of companies. Our structure as one Farm Bureau ensures sound business decisions that are good for policyholders and our organization overall. Within the Federation, 2021 was a year of several firsts. Our Promotion and Education Committee hosted its first state agriculture in the classroom conference, welcoming dozens of educators to Jefferson City for workshops. Our Young Farmers and Ranchers Committee hosted regional meetings across the state, which proved to be hugely popular. Those were made possible due to the sponsorship of Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, MFA Inc., and MFA OL. We launched the Black Vulture Depredation Permit Program, thanks to Kelly Smith, a collaborative effort with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service and USDA Wildlife Services to help livestock producers combat this lethal, invasive bird prey. We created the Don't Tap Dex, Don't Tap Death website and provided video content to help members and the public at large understand what was and continues to be at stake in federal tax policy. Special thanks to Ambassador Ben, ben Lubring and his family for telling their story. We are making preparations to put the full court press on the EPA and Army Corps of Engineers as they push to return to what looks like more of the Obama era. We decided to be at the front of the room instead of standing at the back listening to the same talking points from environmentalists. We have an amazing story to tell as farmers and frontline conservationists, and I, for one, am not afraid to tell it. And when it comes to private property rights, we are ready to make another run at the state capitol again to reform eminent domain to ensure this power is not granted for private gain. <laughs> Building partnerships is one of our strategies as we work to address these and other issues. Yet this morning you'll hear from one of those exciting partners, BioSTL's BJ Chowley with whom we are collaborating on precision agriculture technologies and rural health care. As we look to 2022, Missouri is poised to make even more progress in connecting communities and families with high-speed internet. We are excited about Governor Parsons' vision and continue to be a key resource to his administration and lawmakers as strategies are discussed for utilizing federal dollars. As I have passed through countless communities this past year visiting members and county farm bureaus, I am reminded time and time again of the relationship between our farm families and the towns in which we live and work. That relationship is inseparable. To bring the next generation home to the farm, we must continue to make sure that our communities have quality health care, quality education, 
adequate infrastructure, including broadband and job opportunities. In many ways, the challenges we face today are much the same as they were in 1915, when Missouri Farm Bureau was born. Our founders were searching for a way of life, a way to improve the quality of life for their families and their neighbors. The result was a movement that I wonder if they ever could have imagined what they started would forever change our state and nation. Just think of the policies in place today that started with Farm Bureau's grassroots. Just think of some of the bad policies that have been stopped because of Farm Bureau's grassroots efforts. As I close today, I'm going to leave you with something personal. In my nightstand at home, I keep this homemade slingshot. No, it's not for home defense. That's why I've got Jennifer. <laughs> it's a reminder of my grandpa Steve. He made this slingshot from an apple tree uh, just west of the house, just outside the kitchen. He found the perfect fork and a branch, cut it, and whittled it to make it smooth, smooth as can be. He used a strip of rubber, two pieces of twine, and a worn piece of leather from the inside of one of his old work boots to complete the projects. He did this for all of his grandsons. Now, behind me, you'll see that was the first tractor he purchased in 1944. And this clip over here is when Gary Noakes and the St. Clair County Farm Bureau recognized he and Grandma as one of their farm couples um, for a long time service to agriculture in the county. Now that apple tree was planted for a specific purpose, to bear fruit. But its purpose became so much more. Part of that tree became a token of a grandfather's love. Today this slingshot serves as a reminder of Grandpa's calloused hands, his craftiness and thriftiness in using the resources that he had. Farm Bureau is much the same as that apple tree, folks. Indeed, Missouri Farm Bureau was planted with purpose. And that purpose has grown to touch the lives of countless families, friends, neighbors, and communities. And it has been that way for decades. Our purpose is every bit as important today as it was in 1915 when we were born. As we work to do the collective work of this organization, let's remember those who have come before us and the tough battles that have been fought and won. We are Farm Bureau. You are Farm Bureau in your communities and in your counties. We can be Farm Bureau proud while still being humble and gracious in how we serve. But make no mistake, we are positioning to be bigger and bolder as we think about our future. We are focusing on the fundamentals, adhering to the mindset of getting a little better every day, and staying grounded in the common sense policies that reflect the needs and values 
of our fellow Missourians. It's been a long, hard ride. We've got a ways to go. But this is still the place that we all call home. Keep the faith, Farm Bureau. The best is yet to come.